0: Episode 140 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you by cloud accounting software FreshBooks, offering a month of unrestricted use completely free, and you don't need a credit card for the trial. Visit freshbooks.com slash read to lead and be sure to enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section.
1: Is not everything, and money can't solve all the world's problems. But what I've always said is that struggling with money is optional. There's a lot of things in life that aren't. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now here's Jeff.
0: Hi, and welcome to your favorite podcast. Am I allowed to say that? Can I say that? Well, okay, one of your favorite podcasts. Good. It's a podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth, leadership of course central to what we discuss here, but we also will dig into personal development, productivity, career, business, marketing, sales, entrepreneurship and quite a bit more. Today, you and I get to sit down with Kelly Roach. She's the author of Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and Life. And if you know anything about this show, we're all about success in business and in life. I plan to ask Kelly about the importance of mindset, especially as it has to do with financial abundance, the evolving stages of leadership, and how each stage creates greater freedom in your life, why Kelly believes every family needs a six-figure business, no joke, and a lot more. Whether you run a six-figure business or you're on your way to that goal, you need the right accounting software to get the job done. And I recommend cloud accounting software FreshBooks, a service that I have been using personally in my business since 2009. Now, from 2009 to 2013, my business was a side business, and as my business grew, FreshBooks grew with me. Now, three years into working for myself, I continue to depend on FreshBooks for all of my business accounting. Among all the things I appreciate about FreshBooks, it's the fact that it saves me time and it's very, very easy to use. And I think that's mainly because FreshBooks understands that you and I went into business to pursue our passions and serve our customers, not to learn accounting. Now, as a way to ease you into the process, I've convinced FreshBooks to allow you to take advantage of all of their features for an entire month absolutely free. And you don't even have to give up your credit card number in the meantime to be able to take advantage of that free offer from FreshBooks. Here's all you need to do. Just go to FreshBooks.com slash read to lead and then enter read to lead in the how did you hear about a section when that pops up again that's freshbooks.com slash read to lead to use all of FreshBooks' features absolutely free for 30 days what? kelly roach started her career with a fortune 500 firm where she was promoted nearly once for every year she was there becoming the youngest senior vice president in the firm And her experience hiring, training, coaching, and managing people across more than a dozen locations up and down the East Coast prepared her for her entrepreneurial journey. After breaking every record in her company's history for profit, growth, sales, and expansion, coupled with millions in profit added to the bottom line, Kelly knew it was time to help others do the same. And she sets out to do just that in her new book, and it's called Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success, in business and life. Kelly, it's a pleasure. Welcome officially to the Read to Lead podcast.
1: Hey, Jeff, thanks for having me today.
0: Well, I knew I was going to like your book as soon as I saw the title of chapter one.
1: (laughs) That's right. We hit them hard out of the
0: gate, (laughs) Jeff. Kind of drawing a a line in the sand and daring people to go on this journey with you. Uh, That uh, chapter is called Stop Resenting the 1% and Join Them. And I just want to say amen to that. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I think we tend to to vilify success by and large in this country.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, and you know, I think that we all can kind of get caught up in our own situation and everything that may be going on in our lives, and you know, all of those things. But at the end of the day, the opportunity is greater than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. We have an unbelievable opportunity in front of us. Just with obviously, you know, as an entrepreneur, I know as an entrepreneur, but it, it really it all starts with that attitude and mindset. And if that's not right. You certainly can't attract something that you're resenting or vilifying, as you said. And so I, I try to get people's first in the right headspace because I can give you all the strategies and, you know, the action plan and all this great stuff. But if the if the mindset isn't there, it's not going to do you any good.
0: Well, we'll dig into that a little bit more, if you would, Kelly. Share your thoughts specific to mindset, particularly as it relates to financial abundance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, I I have my own experience and story around mindset and and wealth building. I came from a big family. You know, we really struggled financially. We were living like just above the poverty line. By the time I, you know, hit thirty years old, I was in like the top one percent of earners. And that's why I, I always say to people, it really is about your attitude and mindset. You know, I knew I didn't want to struggle for the rest of my life. <laughs> I didn't want to live the rest of my life struggling. And so I made a decision that that was just going to be something, it was going to be something that I addressed and that I worked hard to achieve. And, and I believe that you know, your attitude and your mindset around money really determines the quality of your life in so many ways because, hey, you know, money is not everything and money can't you know, solve all the world's problems. But what I've always said, and I've said this since I was a very young person, is that struggling with money is optional. There's a lot of things in life that aren't if someone in your family, you know, unexpectedly gets very sick or ends up in the hospital or has cancer or, you know, there's so many things that happen to us in life, Jeff, that we can't prevent. There's nothing we can do. Right. Like we all go through these things, but money is one of those things that we actually can decide right and so yeah. let's make that decision together let's choose to have the right attitude the right mindset let's believe that we're worthy let's trust that we were given the dreams that are in our heart for a reason because we're capable of achieving them and then let's hold ourselves accountable to go out there and live and act and behave in alignment with what our true potential is and there's enough wealth there's enough abundance there's enough money floating around for everyone but we all make a choice when we wake up in the morning you know do you hit this new are you out of bed at five? You know, <laughs> let's decide what the day is going to be all about and, you know, what you're going to do to achieve the goals and the, and the life that you dream of.
0: There, there's a phrase you share early in the book that I think we all need to challenge ourselves with. When I read it, I knew I had some evaluating to do to make sure I was living up to this. Define what it means, Kelly, to provide undeniable, quantifiable value. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for bringing that up, Jeff. I coach entrepreneurs for a living. I I help businesses to optimize and make money. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there today that are really struggling and they're not understanding why, even though they're posting on social media 15 times a day and, (laughs) you know, they're, they're really having their heart in wanting to be an entrepreneur. They're not understanding why the floodgates of clients and opportunities aren't coming to them. And so I I really try to help people understand that number one, you have to be clear on the bottom line and result that you provide for people. Mm. Number two, you have to sell that result. So you need to be able to to provide, and this is whether it's in your career, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's you as an entrepreneur, whatever it is, what is the quantifiable value of what you do? You know, when companies do layoffs, they don't lay off the star performer. So if you know that we're moving into a turbulent time, which we're about to, we're about to have a presidential election. A lot of companies are going to be very uncertain about what's happening here. Find a way to solve a problem, create a new efficiency for the business, retain a customer, make the organization money, impact the morale, impact the productivity. Or if you're an entrepreneur, get really clear on the value or the worth of the product or service that you provide. Sell that result, show specific examples, sell with testimonials and case studies and stories. And hey, if you don't have any, go out and do the work for free and get some, (laughs) right? But we can't have this entitlement attitude that I think has become rampant with the internet of wanting to think we can send an email or post a bunch of posts on social media and think that that equates to a business. Mm -hmm. And same thing goes for your job or your career. You can't just show up and expect a paycheck. That job will be cut. It's not going to be here. Right. So we all have the a responsibility to, to bring our A game to whatever it is that we do every single day. And we have to lose that entitlement attitude if we want to have a life of significance and abundance and fulfillment and impact. You know, we have to bring the, the same amount of energy and, and value as we expect life to deliver to us.
0: And what, what you're talking about there is, is essentially what you call the entrepreneurial spirit. Right.
1: Yes. And I think in this day and age, we all need to have an entrepreneurial spirit, Mm. whether you are a community leader, a parent, um, someone that's trying to grow your career, you know, an entrepreneur. We must have an attitude every day that when we wake up in the morning, we're going to test the boundaries to be the best we can possibly be in everything that we do. Mm. That is our responsibility.
0: Well, what are some of the uh, income Aspects, uh, Kelly, of that entrepreneurial spirit. Help us, help us wrap our heads around that.
1: So, I heard a very long time ago from Dan Kennedy, um, you know, a legend in the internet marketing field. You know, he said one is the most dangerous number in business, and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Everything that I've learned, every experience that I've had. Everything that, I, you know, I've gone through in my life has, has really shown me that, you know, when it comes to your income, which is ultimately your ability to, to take care of your family and support yourself, you know, one is the most dangerous number. So when you are thinking about an entrepreneurial spirit as it relates to income, I'll give you two kind of uh, strategy type mindsets, and then I'll give you two things in terms of thought process. So on the strategy side, passive and active income. So if the only income that you ever make, you have to get up and physically show up somewhere and physically be doing something unable to earn, what are you going to do if you get sick? What are you going to do if you don't make enough money that you have to work till late in life and you're not physically able to? We don't think about these things because it's just like retirement. We don't want to think about it until it's like just ahead of us. And then we're like, oh, my God, you know, I need to be making six hundred thousand dollars a month in order to be on my retirement goal. Right. So, you know, definitely from my experience, Jeff, and, and I would love your feedback on this as well. You know, passive income is absolutely one of the hardest things to do that requires the most work. <laughs> it is not easy. I think the biggest myth of passive income is that it's passive,
0: right? right. <laughs>
1: but but does that mean that we say, well, it's hard, so we're not gonna do it? Mm. No. no. And I talk about it in my book and I talk about on my podcast all the time. I, I did the math on it and I think it's something like, you know, if you grow your passive income by just one hundred dollars a month, which I think everybody listening can find a way, some way, somehow to grow passive income by one hundred bucks a month, you know, over 10 years. By the end of 10 years, you're earning twelve thousand dollars a month in passive income. And it's not that that's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But things of value, things of consequence aren't easy. Right. Or everybody would be retired on the beach in their million dollar home. So, you know, I think number one is you need multiple streams of income. You know, especially if you're an employee out there today, you need to get started on your side business. It's so important. If you're the breadwinner in your family, it is, it is reckless to be relying on a job and a job alone to support your family. If you are the breadwinner Mm -hmm. that it's just companies are changing. We wake up every single morning and whole industries are being destroyed. Mm. Entire organizations are shutting down hundreds of stores at a time. This is not the time to be putting the fate of your family on the line with one stream of income. And same thing goes if you're an entrepreneur. How many people get wrecked every time Facebook changes one of their algorithms? (laughs) Right. And it's like we don't learn. Facebook changes their algorithm every few weeks. Right. Right. And yet every time this happens, we're all like shocked and surprised and people are going ballistic because they're paying twice as much per lead. So what does that teach you? You need to have multiple streams of income. You need to have multiple sources of where your leads are coming from. You should never be dependent on just one thing. You can't get comfortable or lazy in this life. We are so far past that, um, that if that's the mindset or attitude you have, just it's good luck, you know? (laughs) And so I would say on the strategy side, when we talk about mindset and income having passive and active income and not avoiding things because they're hard. In fact, the things that are hard to do are typically the most valuable and most important. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. And then number two, Everyone needs multiple streams of income, whether you're an entrepreneur and it's different sources for leads, different products, different services, whatever it is, or if you're an employee, you know, you have your job, but get your side hustle going, get something going on the side so that you protect yourself and your family with the changes that are happening. Um, And then just on the flip side, you know, really quick, we already touched on them, you know, no entitlement. None of us are (laughs) entitled to anything. The opportunity is endless for those who are willing to get up and, and do the work and bring their A game every day. So that's number one. And then number two, just realize that you are worthy, right? So whatever dream was put in your heart, whatever you wake up in the morning and deep, deep, deep down you wish and you hope would be, you were given that feeling, you were given that energy, you were given that imagination and dream for a reason. But you have to go out there and do something about it. you got to get <laughs> off your butt and go out, even if you only have 30 minutes a day, an hour a day. Do something to move in direction of your dreams and realize that you're worth it.
0: Well, in Chapter 3, Kelly talks about the importance of, of making decisions with your, with your future in mind, even if that means some sacrifices today. Uh, Kelly, what are some examples from your own life that, that speak to that belief?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think I've lived most of my life that way, Jeff, because I, I think I always kind of understood that anything of value you had to be willing to invest and really commit to over time. I mean, when I started my career, for example, you know, I was the first one in, I was the last one out. Um, I was willing to work harder, work faster, do more, stay longer, wear a suit every day. (laughs) Um, You know, I I did these things and it got me promoted seven times in eight years. And that was all 100 percent based on results, results, results. And I did that because, as I mentioned earlier, I came from financial struggle. I didn't want to live that life anymore. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take the steps necessary, even though I meant I knew that when I was 22 and my friends were still going out to the bars and, you know, partying and having fun being out there. I was like, no, you know what? Like I need to get serious about creating the life that I want because I wanted to be where I am today, which is married with a two year old. And I get to have my husband stay home full time. So my daughter doesn't have to be in daycare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my business has enabled that for us. So I, I think it's. It's just having a vision, you know, for what you want your life to be like and then really getting real with yourself about you know what it's going to take to get there so you know I, I did make a lot of sacrifices to get promoted and, and to move up but I wanted that experience especially before I started my own business leading others having that you know experience in managing a multi-million dollar portfolio and and being responsible for other people's careers and really understanding the p l and profitability conversion rates you know all of that so that when I did have to do that for myself and my family I was like, hey, let me figure out this month what profit and losses and my mortgage isn't going to get paid, <laughs> you know? So I think that these decisions that we make impact things. You know, even today, you know, I have, you know, as I mentioned already, a family and a, and a young daughter and I have two dogs and my house gets super crazy during the day. So, <laughs> you know, I get up at 5 a.m. and I do my most important things of the day every day between five and seven because the dogs, my husband and my daughter are all sleeping. And it's these little decisions, Jeff, these little decisions, which you obviously know. I mean, you're you're the leading authority, you know, (laughs) out there. I I, when I launched my podcast, I was like, man, I hope one day I would be able to be on Jeff's um, show. (laughs) So it's such an honor to to be here. But yeah, I mean, it's these little decisions that we make, Jeff, Mm -hmm. that that and I, I say this all the time and I probably mentioned it throughout the book a lot as well people always think it's a big grand moment. Yeah. Like you'll get discovered. You'll <laughs> get the big break. The big client will sweep it. It is never that way. Mm. It's these little tiny things. Like it may not seem big that I get up and do the most important things from five to seven every day. When someone hears that, that may be like, okay, great. You know, you and everybody else. But, but no, it's not me and everybody else. And that is the difference. That is the difference in our growth rate in the company. That is the difference in me making sure that every single day, the most important things happen that are going to drive our growth forward. So no matter where you are, realizing that those small little decisions really do create the summation of your life, your career, your results, your outcomes, whether or not you achieve your dreams.
0: Let's transition to the freedom section uh, for a moment, Kelly. Talk about the evolving stages uh, of leadership and, and how each stage Helps create greater freedom in your life.
1: Yeah. So this is something that over the last year I've learned the more people I work with across all over the world and at all different business stages, I've realized we've lost all common sense. <laughs> we've lost all common sense, Jeff. And so many times I, I wanna approach a business and I wanna help them with with strategy and high level concepts and mm. and building an and every time we end up back at the basics and I talk a lot in the book about leadership and it's because people don't understand the link between your ability to work with others and influence others and lead others and your ability to experience freedom. Mm. You know, everybody wants freedom. I mean, practically you survey every entrepreneur out there. Why'd you start your business? Freedom, right? <laughs> but at the same time, almost all entrepreneurs avoid Investing in hiring help or adding people when they need to, or focusing on developing their leadership and management skill set because of either A, Money, they don't, you know, they're fearful of investing, or B, they just get so caught up in running the day to day that they don't actually understand that they're, re- they're building themselves a deeper and deeper hole where they're pouring concrete, you know, sealing <laughs> themselves down mm. in being the hamster on the wheel versus the CEO of their company. So, you know, I, I try to make the link in the book, Jeff, for people that freedom is not free. It never has been. It never will be. And the only way that you create freedom is by really exemplifying in your everyday life, sacrifice, self-control, discipline, perspective, and really understanding that no great thing, no great feat ever in history has been accomplished by one person in and of themselves. There's always a face there's a leader, but behind that leader, there's many times hundreds, if not thousands, of moving parts and people supporting them and helping them to achieve that goal. And it amazes me, Jeff, that so many people out there never even think to invest in learning leadership. Mm or understand the correlation between their inability to communicate and work effectively with others, inspire others, influence others, impact others, and, and that that's what's blocking them from getting from where they are to where they want to be. So the first part about leadership is just really understanding kind of the correlation between that and freedom, you know, and and how much your success to build, you know, depends on your ability, you know, to, to impact and influence and and kind of how that can make or break your ability to create freedom in your life.
0: Well, if we want to achieve uh, business mastery, Kelly, what are the main ingredients for that in, in your view?
1: I work with entrepreneurs across probably 50 different types of businesses and industries at any given time in my courses and my programs. And again and again, Jeff, I find that there's hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs out there that have never done business prior, like really done business And have no understanding of business and do not intend to learn business. And and that's why, you know, I think it's, I don't know the exact statistic, but we all know, you know, 80% of businesses, I think, fail in the first five years, 95% by year eight or something crazy like that. There's a reason for that. And so, you know, when you think about business mastery, um, you think about understanding the the elements of what's going to make you successful in business, sales, marketing, leadership, uh, the infrastructure. Structure of what makes a company work, you know, staffing it with the right people and the right roles, um, servicing your clients, operations, team building. You know, these are things that are so fundamental to your success as an entrepreneur or business leader. And yet, most people never take the time or interest in investing and learning them. And when you try to build a business on a foundation th- that is empty, and does not have this baseline there, the, the result is not good. It's not good at all. And, and, it's, and it, it ends up with people with credit cards maxed out, you know, homes being remortgaged, Companies going bankrupt and many businesses going belly up before they even had a chance. And so that's part of the goal of the book, Jeff, is, Mm. you know, for 10 bucks, you know, people can go out and they can get some of these basic principles that either they know and have forgotten or got lost in the busyness of what they're doing, or it can give people this for the very first time, maybe catching them early enough in their journey that that they can put these things in place.
0: Kelly, share a bit about your coming to the realization that outward success w- was, was not enough, that success without fulfillment would not equal happiness. In other words, how were you able to transition to, to taking control of your future by investing in, your, in yourself?
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's such an important thing for all of us to to think about and talk about. So for me, um, I was promoted seven times in eight years. I was running 17 locations. I was traveling on planes and trains and in boardrooms. And I really had accomplished, quote unquote, my dream, Jeff, Um, except that (laughs) it wasn't so much that once I actually got in it, Um, you know, because as as I kept moving up and moving up, my personal life was being compromised more and more. I was making money but had no time or freedom to enjoy it. And I really realized like, wow, I need to assess what's going on here because this is completely out of control. I love like health and wellness and exercise. And I was like, totally out of shape, not taking care of myself. I mean, it was just I was on the path to disaster, really. Mm. I, I was really on the path to burnout and, and potentially much, much worse. And so I did an evaluation. and I said, you know, what are my values? Like, what is important to me? What do I want my life to be comprised of? And I really came down to three core values. You know, I, I wanted fulfillment, meaning I wanted to do the work that I felt I was put on the planet to do. I wanted to make a positive impact for people. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to have freedom to live a life that I thought reflected who I really was, um, not, you know, in a box and (laughs) right And, and and financial abundance. You know, I wanted to enjoy not having to have that burden because I feel that there are so many other things that we do. Um, Have to deal with in life that are unpreventable or uncontrollable. I wanted to address that one thing And so I said how can I do that? The only way that I can do that is is through starting my own business and I said Who was I put here to help? I was given this skill. I knew I had a special talent for building business very, very rapidly. I knew I had a very keen understanding of what was going to make someone successful at building and growing a business and and how they could position and package and price themselves to do it that way. And I said, you know what, with all the businesses out there that are struggling and failing that don't understand these basic things that could be the difference maker, the game changer in turning them around and keeping them in business and, and making them successful, I I need to take this and help them. And so, you know, I went from just doing private one on one consulting Mm. and then, you know, slowly over time started doing group programs and then started launching courses and, you know, then my podcast and the book. And so it's just been a slow evolution over time of building and growing and and understanding what people need and then, you know, trying to do my best to deliver products and services to the people that I feel like I can, you know, help and make a difference for. And, you know, I I wake up every day, certainly um, knowing that I'm making a difference when I hear the, the success stories and results of my clients. And that's what drives me. That is what I want to my biggest fear um, in my life is not meeting my potential. And I feel like we were all given gifts because we were intended to use them. And Mm -hmm. so I want to make sure every day I'm challenging myself to use those gifts in a way that I was intended to, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And as you were talking, I was I was reminded of what you say in the book about making sure not to focus on the things that you don't want. And and I appreciated the story about uh, the car. Can you can (laughs) can you share a little bit about that?
1: Oh, man. So it's so true. Like what you focus on, you get. And I know that, you know, for some people that might sound like kind of woo woo and out there, but it's so true. And I'm sitting here at my desk right now with like a four by four vision board of like, all the like family goals and dreams that we have. And I keep that right in front of me so I can remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. But yeah, when I was young, we had always had that ugly big station wagon. If everybody can remember the oversized, like I'm talking like, It must have been like a 20 footer with like the wood paneling, the extra seats that flip up in the back. I mean, this thing was the ugliest station wagon you could ever imagine. Five kids in my family. So we needed, you know, a big car. I don't know why we couldn't have a van, but that's a whole nother story. But anyway, so I'm like, the one thing I will not do is I will not drive a station wagon like I cannot be seen another day in a station wagon. So <laughs> when you know, when when I was talking to my parents, I was talking to my friends, I was saving for my first car. I was like, I just don't want a station wagon. I just don't want a station wagon. And it was never I want this. It was I just don't want a station wagon. Mm-hmm. And so don't you know, you know, my parents were pretty strict growing up. And I think that worked out for the best. And I think that ultimately was a good thing. But when when I went to look for a car, my dad was like, listen, you know, I want you buying from this guy in town. I know him. I trust him. You know, you're going to be buying a really old car, which I should have saved a lot longer and a lot harder. And that was another life lesson. (laughs) But so we get there and there's literally like one car. And I'm like, oh, God. And I look at it and it's this ugly ugly red station wagon. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) The only thing I didn't want is the red station wagon. So, and then I had this choice, right, Jeff? I'm like, okay. I'm like, I either get a car today and like drive out of this lot with my freedom or- I wait for another car. And, you know, I'm like, no, I'm I'm the station wagon. It is like I'm driving (laughs) out of here with a car today. Right. right. So, I mean, and that's just the power of our focus. That's the power of our focus. It's the power of our intention. You know, I, I kept repeating about the station wagon over and over again. And so I got exactly that. And I think it just shows our 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 mindset and our thought process is so powerful. And maybe it And probably it can't distinguish between wanting and not wanting. It's just where is your focus? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why it's so important to use visual triggers and to have mantras and to write down your goals and to constantly stay in action, you know, towards the things that you want instead of focusing on the things that you don't. Mm -hmm.
0: I've seen recently on television and elsewhere, vision boards popping up in storylines and movies and things of that nature. And often. Uh, they're being made fun of, and every time that happens, I just want to punch somebody.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's a shame because yeah. um, even when I coach my team now in in my coaching company, um, I, I coach them and I say, you know, are, do you have your vision board somewhere where you can see it? Do you have taped your top three personal goals to the to the corner of your computer? I actually coach my team to make sure that they're keeping these visuals in mind, and that's a, a great tip for anyone listening that has a team, whether it's in your own business or you're running a team for someone else, you know, the more that you get the people that you're trying to lead focused on their vision, their goals, their life, and inspiring them to work towards their vision and goals, the harder they're going to work, the better they're going to perform, the more engaged they're going to be. I think so many times, and this is, you know, why I talk a lot in the book about leadership Mm. and, and learning how to impact and influence others. It is the only way you'll achieve your goals, but you also need to understand the psychology of what's behind motivating and inspiring people. And and you have to kind of get out of your own head a little bit and, and have the best interests of the other person in mind. And when you get really clear on helping other people to accomplish their goals, there's just unlimited opportunity for success for you and them together.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask you some questions, Kelly, if I may, not directly related uh, to the book. But before I do that, uh, is there anything else from the book you want to make sure we know? We didn't really get into part three much, Unstoppable Success. Anything else you want to make sure we walk away with?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just the final note is, you know, the book was called Unstoppable for a very specific reason and and my podcast. is called Unstoppable Success Radio. And I use that term and I explain very frequently what that means. And to become unstoppable means you're so focused, you're so driven, you're so passionate about living your highest self and being the best person that you can possibly be that you will not let the chaos of life, the challenges, the obstacles and the setbacks stand in the way of becoming the person that you're truly meant to be. And if you have that in mind when you begin your day every day, you'll realize that every setback is Making you stronger. It's a challenge that becomes part of your story. It's leverage and it's its simply redirecting you and guiding you on the path that you're meant to be on.
0: I ran into uh, someone I hadn't seen in a few years just yesterday. We were both waiting to, uh, to get our hair cut and uh, he was talking about not really appreciating where he is currently in life, not enjoying his job and kind of resigning himself to the fact that, well, maybe doing what he felt like he was put on this earth for is just for the lucky few, and, and not going to be an experience oh. he's he's going to to be able to to have in life. And I recommended your book. I was about six or so chapters in at the time, and uh, and, and and encouraged him to to at least listen to this conversation, if not go out and buy the book.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I actually talk a lot about that in the book. I mean, one of the things I learned very early in my career. I forget what book I was reading one of the books I was reading was talking about, it was profiling people. And it was talking about how most people that achieve greatness at a very high level don't do so until they're in their 40s. -hmm. And then it was also talking about, you know, obviously, I've been to a lot of Tony Robbins, you know, I listen to his audios, I've been to, you know, his seminars and stuff like that. And he profiles a lot of people that achieve greatness at 70 and 80 and even 100 years old. And so I think it's so important um, for all of us to realize that it's never too late. It's never too late. Because if you've been given another day on the planet, you've been given another opportunity to live the life that you were meant to and to start something new and, and to take action on whatever it is that you dream of becoming.
0: Mm, I agree. Well, let's talk about some specific books. Uh, Kelly, what are some from from your uh, recent past or maybe even going back further that uh, have had an impact on you? What are the titles that you go back to again and again?
1: Yeah, definitely. So two that I go back to continually. Um, one is The Power of Intention. By Wayne Dyer, mm-hmm. um, so he has definitely had a very instrumental impact on my life in in so many ways, both business and, and life, and spirituality, and just growth as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, right. I go back to. I've probably read it fifteen times. <laughs> I'll continue to read it for the rest of my life. And and I really believe that it's from that book. That I really learned how important it is to never be entitled, and how important it is to understand that anything, absolutely anything, is possible when you set your mind to it. You do the work, you take action, um, you let your ego go, and, and you put yourself out there to go for what you really want in life.
0: What was that phrase from the book? I'm trying to to remember how you said it. You, what was it? You don't deserve anything, but you can. How, how does that, you know yeah. what I'm trying to, to think of? You're
1: entitled to nothing, but you can have anything.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that.
1: I, I, yeah. And I say it all the time. I I've even started, I started talking to my two year old. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, I'm trying to ingrain in her like work ethic. I'm like, she, she knows like phrases, like she'll say $20 or she'll say money or she'll say, <laughs> can we do this? And I'll say, well, yeah, we're going to teach you how to do chores in the house. I'm going to teach you how you can feed the dogs and all of these things and anything is possible, but you have to work for it. I've started, <laughs> I've started training her on that so we'll see how that goes
0: that's awesome well i know you do uh, a fair amount of of public speaking i'd love to get some of your tips uh, kelly for for delivering effective impactful memorable public talks what advice would you give
1: yeah well i I think first and foremost jeff is that energy is everything Energy is everything. And when you step on a stage or you pick up a mic or you go to interact with someone, whether you're talking to a, an army of 5,000 or you're talking to two people, you know, sitting across the desk from you, realize that the energy you bring is everything. Mm. And, you know, most people uh, struggle with speaking because they don't have that confidence. They don't come across with that energetic certainty that people really trust and respect. And so, my advice for people is to make an impactful talk and to Really make an impression and influence people as an authority figure. Go out and give as many free talks as you possibly can. And I would say even begin being a guest on podcasts. Because if you force yourself to start guest podcasting, maybe start your own podcast, start doing your own videos, give yourself any opportunity to get comfortable with a mic, get comfortable with the video. Um, that energy is going to come through and people are going to be watching your body language and listening to your voice intonation. And picking up on your gestures even more than they're consuming the words that you're saying. So that would be one of the first things. The second thing would be just know your audience. Know your audience. You know, if you're going to do a talk, make sure that you get together with the conference planner or the organizer or the person that booked you and do an in-depth, you know, questionnaire beforehand and really understand everything you possibly can about the people in the room because you can have the best talk in the world that you know people are giving you a standing ovation for one group and the other group could be like who is this person and <laughs> what the heck are they talking about? Why are they even here? Mm. And it can totally turn them off and, and almost be borderline offensive if, if you're not speaking the right language and if what you're sharing isn't guided and directed the right way. So number one is the energy is everything. Number two is know your audience. Um, and and number three is just speak about things that you're not only passionate about, but, but truly competent on that you are living and breathing, eating and sleeping every day because the more natural Natural it is for you. And the more that it's so deeply ingrained in who you are, that is going to come across. And that is what is going to impact and influence people in a meaningful way.
0: Mm. Well, I know the book's been out a few months now. So uh, I got to ask, what what are you working on now and what's coming up next on the horizon for uh, for you and your team?
1: so we we did the physical book in March, and we're just now a week ago we launched the audiobook, so oh. we partner with Audible to launch the audio and and get that to people for free. So for the next like month we're gonna be doing all kinds of like you know Facebook live, Periscope mm-hmm. um episodes of the podcast, you know all all kinds of fun stuff celebrating that and and telling people how they can get that for free, which you can get you know by signing up for a free subscription through Audible. Um, but we launched a lot this past year, Jeff. We launched um, several new, cor- two new courses. Mm. We launched um, the book and a few other things. So 2017 for us is going to be all about just taking all the groundwork that we've laid and really mm. optimizing and filling those silos up. It's not going to be so much about starting new things. It's going to be about optimizing, growing, and really perfecting what we've already got out there.
0: Well, the book, again, is called Unstoppable Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and Life. And I should mention, too, that, that Kelly offers a free guide that helps walk you through the concepts in the book and, and is very, very helpful in, in, in getting you to the point of internalizing what you're reading. And we'll put links to both of those in the show notes for this episode. Kelly, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to help us dive even deeper into it.
1: Thank you, Jeff. It was an honor to be on the show today.
0: I found Kelly's book to be very practical, and especially so when you incorporate it with that free guide that I mentioned a moment ago. Find more about Kelly, her book, the free guide, and all the other resources and links that she mentioned at the show notes page created, especially for this episode. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash 140 for episode 140. If you have a question about the topics that we cover here on the show, you can ask it in a couple of different ways. One is via voicemail. Just go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash question from your desktop. Or you can send it by email directly to me, jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. And we may feature your question on a future episode. And be sure and take advantage of that deal from our sponsor, FreshBooks. You can find out more about the free trial, freshbooks.com slash readtolead. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the Read to Lead podcast.
1: Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead.